You're listening to Best Eleven with Andrew Young and Charlie Christie. Well, the fairy Drakey's Hilton Milton can my lease up the bucket. Belfield Park and the islands after dark. Doors in Charleston, Swift and Bullock, Culloden, down the Longman in the rain. Feely metal, Greg Denny. Inverness, what the hell? How you doing? No barter sell for shitty weather, drugs and pissness. Inverness is a fucking business. What did Tarzan see when he found a screwdriver? I'm Andrew Young, and today I'm delighted to be joined again by a man who's not just a Cali Thistle legend, but also a legend for both our parent clubs, Mr. Charlie Christie. Charlie, thanks for giving us your time. Uh, how you doing? Not bad. I'm fine, thanks, Andrew. How's things? Ah, uh, not bad. Yeah, I mean, I think last time we spoke to you, you were a prisoner in your own garden. Have you, uh, have you got back out into the golf course since then yet? Yeah, I've been out once in the golf course, and uh, obviously been nipping in the stadium as well just now and then, just to get the mail for the lottery, the Centenary Lottery. I managed to keep that going from home, so... Um, it was actually good this morning when I went down to get the mail because it was actually a queue for season tickets, which was always quite yeah. refreshing to see. Uh, that, that, that's fantastic to hear. You know, I think amongst our group of guys, we're all kind of we're pretty excited about it now. You know, it feels like it's really happening. So, um, I mean, the format of the show is pretty obvious, but just to recap it quickly, we've asked you to put together a team composed of some of the best players you've played with during your career. So potentially that could include Inverness Thistle, Celtic, Caledonian, and of course, Inverness Cali Thistle. Um, and you can name yourself if you want. You can also name five subs. Um, so just before we get started, can I check what sort of formation you've gone for? Are you going for like four four two or four three three? I've gone for a four four one one, Andrew, because mainly it's a formation I like to where I like playing in. It was a formation that uh, we actually played under Steve Parson quite a bit, and when I was actually manager for that couple of seasons, that we played that quite a bit with Dennis and behind Dargo. So. I've gone for a 4-4-1-1, which, to be honest, would probably be the modern-day 4-2-3-1, to be honest. But ah, it's extremely yeah. attacking, as you'll yeah. see. <laughs> Excellent. That's what we like to hear. OK, so obviously we can just start with the goalkeeper. So who have you gone for there? I, I, I just saying, Andrew, I was good at actually touching it, actually, that just before I start, that, you know, I give that a fair bit of thought, and I listened to, I listened to the last couple of you, but I know which are brilliant. I love these sort of things. But uh, I, I've decided to stick with Cali players, Thistle players, and Cali Thistle players. Rather than looking at my two seasons at Celtic, I mean, at the end of the day, I played in the first team in several games, pre-season games, centenary games, and it'd be easy to pick Mark Raveni, Aitken, McCarthy, Bonner, but sure. I, thought, I haven't really played a full season with these guys, if truth be known. So I stuck with the Cali Thistle, Thistle and Cali, which still give me an array of, of talent to pick from. Right, brilliant. Okay, thanks for that. Cheers. So um, that obviously rules out Pat Bonner or anything like that. So who have you got yeah. in between the sticks? Then? Um, I've gone for... Legend and great character, Jim Calder, um, which I don't think will be a surprise. I was fortunate, Andrew, to play with several great goalies, as I say. My debut for Cali, Billy McDonald was in goals, who was a tremendous goalkeeper. That was in the early 80s. Um, and I also played with another great goalkeeper, Cali, Hamish Morrison. Um, but uh, but Jim, yeah, uh, Jim, for me, was just, I just, you know, the fact he's a centre forward at Fissel, and then they were stuck for a goalkeeper one day, and they put him between the sticks, and as they say, the rest is, is, is legendary status. and He's a great character off the field as well, so sure. uh, all credit, I'll go for JC. One of the things about him is that 
he seems to be someone who had to prove himself a lot and keep justifying his position. I mean, and he was understudied to Billy Nielsen, I think, at Thistle. And then um, in his first season at Cali, Thistle, he was, Mark, Mark McRitchie played, I think, a bit more. And even after that, you know, him and Les Fred were competing. So what was it that made him keep kind of coming through and re-establishing himself as number one? Was it patience, determination? I think it was his personality, Andrew. Yeah. I think it was purely and simply because he was such a likeable character. He's a lovable rogue. He's a menace in the change room too, by the way. He's the sort of guy that cut the ends off your socks and nonsense like that. But um, I think that's what it was. And he, you're right, he was patient. You know, he wasn't one of these guys that mumped and moaned when he wasn't in the uh, team. He just got on with it. And when he did get in that season, then, um, well, I think he was an ever-present enough right through when he was fit. You yeah. know, so, so credit to him. But I think it was his patience and his, his um, great character off the park that stood him good stead. Right. Okay, so it probably made most sense to get your two full-backs next and then we can look at the central defensive pairing. So who have you gone for at right-back? I don't think this will surprise anybody. I've gone for big talks. Um, again, you know, I mean, when you see the number of games he played for the club, it was phenomenal. Uh, I was there the night he signed, actually. I was with Steve Parrish when he came down with his dad to the Caledonian Hotel and spoke to Stevie. And there was this, I think, a raw 17 year old from Huntley. We'd never heard of him, really. Um, and he just came on and just grew and grew, to be honest. And it, it's quite interesting because a few of the former players will have a wry smile on this because we had a few set twos in the training ground, me and Big Tokes, to be honest. We were couple of shall we say fiery characters at times but you know nobody can take away what he's done it's good to see him back coaching he coaches for me mm-hmm. and he, in the youth system and he puts a lot into it he's really highly thought of and you know he's he's got a very good squad actually got great guns and um, so yeah Ross Tokes to my right back and again it's it's testament because I played with two good right backs in the Highland League Roddy Davidson a legend at Cali and Billy Skinner who's phenomenal at Thistle but I think Tokes was an obvious choice. Yeah, I mean, I think people always, when, when we first saw him come through, they thought him as being quite an ungainly looking player, you know, and of course he came in as a midfielder, I think, didn't he? And then converted yeah. right back. But I mean, could you see him going all the way from quite an early age or did he did he sort of surprise everyone that he kept stepping up and stepping up? No, we, we definitely saw the raw potential without a shadow of a doubt, as Patterson, as I've said before, did, as he often did in so many players. But I think, you know, the way he stepped on, he actually grew, as we went through the leagues, he, he was... He just grew and grew as a player. He, he different. I mean, you know, he used to knock it quite long at times and play out of safe. But then when you look at him when we started playing the championship and we had that great team about 2000, 2001, he started shaping the ball into boys' feet in the field. I was still playing at the time. And, you know, he just added extra dimensions to his game um, as we went through the leagues. And then um, in the Premier League, as I say, he was an ever-present. I was like, you have to coach and manage him. And, you know, you, as long as he was fit, you didn't have to worry about who was playing right back. Yeah, no, that's great. And um, he is absolutely deserving of that legendary status. You know, so. Okay, and at left back then? Left back, I think, uh, I'm hoping there's a few older uh, people listening, because this is a bit one from a bit of a curveball from left, left field. Yeah, my left back's actually Alan Stevenson, yeah. um, who is more well known in this area as being a right winger for Clark, to be honest, uh-huh. in the 70s. But, you know, I can't uh, over talk about enough about the, the season he had when we won League at Thistle in 86. I mean, he was an absolute gentleman, fantastic player, um, you know, to, to revert. And I always think it's a quite a good story because it shows that, you know, when you play right winger and he went to left back, it was actually quite funny because I was playing up front at that time for Thistle. And he used to stand and see these right wingers for teams trying to take him on. And he would dispossess them and then we'd take them on in the left back position. It was it was brilliant. But great athlete, incredibly mm-hmm. fit. I mean, he was well in his 30s at that time. Yeah. yeah, and just a great man, a fantastic man. He always stops and speaks and 
you know, he played for Clark at a very young age. Um, again, another one that I'll say unreservedly, had we had a professional team in the city at the time, he would have been a professional football player. Right. I'm glad you mentioned him, actually, because I, I, I had him noted down here as a sort of a, a possible kind of outlier. Um, I remember kind of, you know, I'd been going to Thistle, I was very young at the time, but I'd been going to Thistle for a couple of years. And I remember him coming in, uh, Brian Black, signing him and seeing him there. And we were used to young guys like, you know, Billy Skinner, yourself, Billy Wilson. And then this yeah. guy looked, he kind of looked ancient. We're thinking, who is this? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I, I try to remember, who, who, would he, who did he replace at left back? Who's left back at Thistle before? I do, it's funny, I don't know. I think it was, it was actually over the years, it was a problem position, me being a Thistle right. fan. It was actually for several seasons. Well, Lofty played, remember, quite a bit. Brian played down there, fantastic player, Brian Darcy, for several years now. But I don't, I think it was a sort of, that's why they were so desperate to get him and probably why he played in that position. Um, I think Billy Wilson played there now and then, mm-hmm. previously, um, although yeah. Billy played for us in midfield that, that, that yeah. further on that season. But but no, just a, a great guy. And a, as I say, people that know him in Inverness don't underrate him, but some folk listening to this probably won't even know who he is. And let me tell you, he was a superb football player. Yeah, I uh, know. I, I remember that as well. But just it's interesting to kind of yeah, to see him kind of preferred over the likes of Hastings and and Golubet. Well, um, it's funny. I played with Richard. I played with Golly. I played with Kevin Mann at Cali, a great ten-year Cali man. Um, Mark McAllister in the early course, days at Cali yeah. Thistle. Sparky, a good pal of mine, still is. I keep in contact with Sparky. Uh, these were all good players. But as I say, I just think that Stevie just just got the nod. Go. Okay, so for your central defenders, I'm, I'm interested here to know if you've gone for the best two individuals you've played with or a combination that you think would be the most effective or whether, you know, it's maybe both, you know. I know, it's a good chat, Andrew. It's funny when you do these sort of things and you do think, do you pick a team, a proper balanced team? Because it would be easy to pick, you know, eight centre forwards in your team. Aye. But but no, I've, I've tried to got a bit of balance. I'm always a great, I've always been a fan of trying to get a right foot and left foot centre half. You know, we, and we've had that at the club over the years. Um, I think it gives you a good balance and you look at the top teams in Europe now they try to get that it's easier said than done whereas years ago most centre-half partnerships were two right-footers and mm-hmm. everyone was quite happy with that you know and they tended to be a wee bit lopsided on the right side but my two centre-halves I've gone for I mean the first guy was uh, undoubtedly Bobby Mann yeah. um, I've gone for Big Bobby just a, a good guy a good character and again you know and, and it, it's been said so often Big Rab he wasn't the quickest over the ground, but by God, could he play the game? And, mm-hmm. and his game knowledge and game awareness was superb. His yeah, reading of yeah. a game of football. and It's funny, when we played possession at training at Fort George, Andrews, he was one of the guys you wanted in your team because you could keep the ball for fun, you know, and you didn't have that in, in possession games. You tend not to have big exposed spaces in behind you, which Bobby's only downside. But because he read the game so well, and I do remember that quite often, although I'm playing a back four, that, Parkson quite often played him in a back three. We played a three-five-two quite often with Hastings left, totally right, and he had McCaffrey one side of him and Granty the other side, and he really flourished then, you know. Yeah. Um, but a great football player. Lovely striker of a ball too. You know, he, he kicked the ball really cleanly and a good player. And again, great character in the changing room. Um, you know, the night we beat Celtic, the famous globalistic night, you know, he looked back at Bobby's game that night. It was tremendous. And, of course, being a big Rangers man, he... He tend to enjoy it more than most. So, so Bobby's got the number five. And there was one guy I thought of, and you know, when you, we talk about legendary status, and you know where I'm coming from, Andrew, is one guy I was then put in, but I couldn't leave Bobby out. It was Dave Morroy. Of course, I mean, yeah. I've got to mention Davey. To be a one club man for 22 years, play over. I think it's now on a thousand games for one club. 
it's it's actually it's actually incredulous when you look at Milroy's uh, record. I mean, I I watched him as a a nine ten year old and then ended up playing with him as a nineteen year old to win the league. So, and he played right on. And he's got his debut at sixteen and played on till thirty eight. So he was a temptation, but I couldn't leave Big Bobby out. And and uh, alongside Bobby, I've gone for a left footer again. I was tempted with Grantee, um, but again a local boy that did well. I made him a captain. But I've actually gone for Mike Andrew. Okay. Um, um, tremendous player. Um, didn't quite see the best with Cali Thistle. I think he was getting towards the latter end of his career. Um, and then obviously when we went full time quite quickly, Chunky that ruled Chunky out because he had a full time job. Um, but I played with Nick Cali and Thistle, fantastic football player. And it's good because again he read the game. You know he he had great game awareness, Chunky, lovely passer of a ball, and and uh, a good guy to play with and, and a real winner. People people thought he was laid back, couldn't care. You didn't if you shared a change with him, you'd know how untrue that was. He was a mm-hmm. massive winner. And uh, I just think I, I love when I look across the back four, I think, you know, there's so many football players in there, boys that were comfortable with the ball at their feet, which I think the modern game dictates now. Yeah. I, I did wonder if you would go for him or or maybe Mike Noble actually, you know, both of them being great players, but I see that the right right foot left foot thing. Um yeah. uh, going back very briefly to Bobby Mann, I was I was thinking that um he probably would have fitted very well into John Hughes' system. If he'd just been a bit fitter, he would have been almost like a dream John Hughes type player because of his Absolutely, Andrew. Totally agree. I've, I've thought the exact same thing. I think you're spot on. It's funny, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but I phoned Bobby when his manager to come back. Really? No, I didn't know. I, I, wanted, I wanted to, as I said, you know, we try to play a wee bit more football and play it through the lines a bit more. And as you rightly just said there, you're spot on it, Bobby did that better than anybody and he could also step out and, and make the play which is uh, important in the modern game so I did I phoned him but fair play he was good and we talked about it we talked about it since and he says look Charlie I'm, I'm batting Dundee and I'm settled now you know so um, but uh, no you're right he, he's a good player and I, I like the way he could step forward with the ball and um, and, and it was you forget too because there was a period at Cali Thistle where the fans I think we were a bit unsure of him um, he got left out of Stevie left him out for a few weeks and then he got back in. I think he never got dropped again. So yeah. testament to him. Absolutely. Okay, so we've got a back four then of Ross Topley, Bobby Mann, Mike Andrew and Alan Stevenson. So moving forward, um who've you got anchoring your midfield? I've gone for two uh you know, I've gone for two wide men, so I've gone for two in the middle, um and then a player just in front of him in a sort of triangle shape. It's quite, quite a formation I quite like. I wouldn't say I've got any defensive, really-minded players in there, but I just think they're such good players that when you've got good players, you really need that. I think sometimes we rely too much on a number six. Um, you know, I think if you play the front foot in them, again, I go back to Patterson's days, that, that was very much the ethos of the team. Um, so I've gone for my two in the midfield. I've gone for Barry Robson right. and Alan Hercher. Again, a bit of balance with a lefty and a righty, but um, you know, Barry, I know, played quite often as number 11 for Cali Thistle, but he was actually, he would say himself, he was a bit more comfortable in the park. Um, he certainly wasn't a wide left player, but so I've gone for Barry and and Big Hurts, who, you know, I just can't talk enough. He's not with us any longer, the big man, but again, a, a, a phenomenal player. I go back to this season, I was speaking to Billy Urquhart recently, and he, he played for Cali. I wasn't actually there at the time. Um, I think it was my, maybe one of the seasons I was at Celtic, and he played and he got 26 goals by the 30th of October from midfield. Wow. And I actually, when I first heard that, I didn't believe it. I thought, no, nah, that's not doable. 
Um, and I know it's at a non-league level, but the league's still a decent level. And uh, but it wasn't any tourist hamstring, and he actually didn't. He, he ended up going away to Australia soon after that. So, but great player, great attacking player, great timing, and again, you know, scored some vital goals for Cali Thistle mm-hmm. in our early days. Uh, I remember one in particular, one of my top of this game, great because Steve Archibald took him off himself off with two minutes to go, East Fife, and started clapping to his board of the directors at stand, <laughs> uh, thinking they'd beaten us, and then the last. 30 seconds, Ian McCarthy threw a long throw in the box and Hertzie got a top on and went into the back post and we beat him in penalties. So, But he was just like that. You could rely on him to pop up when you needed someone to, to put your money on to get your goal. Big Hertzie was the man, so he was a, a certain my team. Um, Barry Robson, again, just a fantastic player. Remember Barry when he joined Cali Thistle? He's quite a cocky, he's a fair bit to say for himself. He sort of think he'd Something that happened to Rangers, he parted in not the best terms, but um, I remember coming to the training ground at Fort George and, and I thought, what is he doing here? You know, I, I was a good age, I was probably mid 30s then. I thought, he is far too good to be coming. To, he was, from an early day, he was phenomenal. What a striker of a ball, and his, his delivery from set plays was, and, and it showed them, you know, when he kicked on when he left us, he just went from strength to strength, you know, played for. United played for Celtic, played for his county numerous times. And a bit like Tokes, he just grew and grew and grew as he got into his 20s and um, fantastic football player. Yeah. Um, it did take him a while to sort of establish himself. I mean, I know he was quite young. You know, I think he was 19 or 18 or 19 when he joined us. Um, and it took about three seasons for him to become an absolute start. I think he had a loan period at four for, for a while. Was that, was that partly to do with who was ahead of him? I mean, I think Paul Sheeran was probably, was probably ahead of him in the pecking order. Or was it partly just that maturity and that? His maturity, Andrew. Yeah. yeah, it was maturity. He came from me. I mean, I've met his, I've met his dad, and he comes from quite a hard background, bars and he, mm-hmm. that, and Inverurie he's from. But he did. He, just, he needed to mature. He's one of these boys that you always could tell was probably a late developer, and you see that in some players. They need to be given time to get over that. And he had a wee bit sort of um, huffiness about him, and a wee bit slumped shoulders at times, and kicking the ground when things weren't going well for him. But as you rightly say, two years later, that all disappeared. And when he got around the team, he went out and forth for and loan did well. And then when he got running the team, he was just great to play with. And he could play in that, well, probably two or three positions, but certainly we could play him either wide left in a four. You could certainly play him in a three in the midfield or even in a two. But um, yeah, great player. Yeah. Um, see, with a player like that, sorry, just before we talk about your wide players, and obviously you've got him inside, um, or any young player coming through, is part of your job as a senior player to try and you know to try and actually teach them the game on the field, you know is that a really important? Part? And are some people kind of more receptive to that than others? Was he maybe one of the ones that was a bit more kind of grudging of that? Yes, good point, Andrew. Great point. And it's interesting. I read he talked there just off air. I read Gary Warren did an article on the young fella there in the papers the other day, and uh, I know Ryan rightly Ryan says that Gary was a huge help. But I think he said in his podcast for yourselves that. It wasn't just Gary, there was like seven or eight boys in the change room that a huge help to him. And see that, that's a big thing for a young lad in the change room and, and Barry needed that. You know, he, he was obviously a bit disillusioned, I think, what happened at Rangers. And again, when, when we get players from Celtic Rangers, sometimes youngsters, you sometimes feel that they come back and they've got a bit of a chip in their shoulder and they need to lose that. And it's important that players maybe help them lose that. And, and sometimes it's by talking to them, sometimes yeah. it's by Sometimes, as big guys as say with Ryan, it's having a kick at them at training and seeing how they cope with that and getting a laugh with them. And, and that was probably the case with Barry. We just sort of 
we didn't take any of his nonsense. Guys like Bobby Mann, um, you know, we had good experience in the change rooms, Barry Wilson, myself. Um, so, you know, it took him a little bit of time to settle, but I'm, I'm just glad we gave him that time. Great. Okay, so Robson and Hurch are in the middle. I mean, that, that really is a, a pretty attacking, um, attacking yeah. field. <laughs> and then, um, so you're two wide men. Who have you gone for either side of them? Well, I've gone one a bit, bit a right foot in the left, uh, a right footer on the left side, um, because on my right side was it was easiest choice. Under the team is Titchy Black. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, he's my number seven. Um, you know, fantastic player. You know, I've, I've waxed lyrical about Alistair for years. Mm-hmm. Quite funny because he was my hero, um, and I met him at Thistle training when I was eleven year old. I got taken to training by my brother, big brother, and he. he I met him in a great, jeez, oh, I was a bit in awe, to be honest, you know, at the Tanner at Kings Mills. And then, as I say, I played with him in the league winning side and still friendly with him now. I built a house a few years ago, Alistair was my architect and just a great guy. But honestly, what a phenomenal player. He, he had that pace that you need in wide areas, chipped in with his 12, 15 goals a season guaranteed. And what I liked about him was some of the kickings he used to take, you know, he was, he was a marked man with thistle. A lot of teams used to say, if you stop Titchy playing, you'll stop a lot of Thistle's attacking threat. And boys would man mark him and you but you just get up, you get kicked, get up, get kicked. I can never remember the guy getting booted. I think if somebody looked at his another one that probably played in the Highland League for probably almost twenty years, I could probably count his bookings in one hand. His conduct in the park was superb. But uh, so he's he's on the right side. Obviously Makes me a wee bit lopsided, but in the modern game, these boys come in off the wings and they're good food. I've gone for Barry, Baz Wilson on the left. Um, there's no way I could leave Barry out. He's he's quite simply one of the best players I've gone on a foot pitch with. Um, a match winner time and time again. At his best, I, I, I remember, I think Barry told a story um, there. Just We did a, something on the radio a few weeks ago and he told a story that I'd actually laid one on him <laughs> when we played for Cali against County at Thistle Park in the a cup final one time. He was, he was only about 18. He went down to Southampton after that. And I was convinced he would be a success even at that level. You know, going from the high league to that level is a massive step. But he was from the age of 17 onwards. And he was another one that matured well because he's honest enough to say he was quite a smug sort of individual as a teenager. <laughs> but he could be a bit cocksure of himself. But... Um, you know, as a player, just, I remember when I, it was that period I played with Cali Fizz, I think early 2000s, you know, time we beat Celtic, that sort of two years, and it was a case of get the ball and, and make a bit of space, roll it at Barry's feet and try and leave him one-on-one, because mm-hmm. you know he would make something happen for you. And, uh, you know, fantastic player. Obviously playing the left, you know, wouldn't be his ideal position, but we did that a few times. He actually played number 10 for me a few times as well when I was manager and did tremendously well, so... And the two wide men are, uh, but as you say, Andrew, it gives me a very, I'm very, very wary. It's a very attacking midfield. You'd have to be, the back four's going to have their work cut out for them to be sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, t- going back to Titchy Blatt just briefly, he was the the very first thistle player I, I can really remember having been conscious of, you know, and just the, the ability. It's quite interesting to um, to hear you talk about exactly where he fitted into the team because I'd have been so young at the time that I just remember him being an exciting player, but I couldn't have told you if he was a right winger or a 10 or whatever, I had less kind of awareness of a team set up, but yeah, he must have been a fair age by that stage as well, you know. But that, well, that's it. I think him and Stevie or Alan Stevenson are similar ages and from them yeah. come in and it was amazing at this little time because we used to have a, 
in the horrible, horrible nights, this obviously didn't have a training ground. We trained in the park a lot. We're actually down at Fraser Park, Walker Park. But in the real bad nights, we used to go into the stand and have fitness um, uh, sessions. And they were really hard going. Old trainer, murder, hurt God rest his soul. Used to really put you through the old medicine balls. And honestly, it was incredible. Really hard 90 minutes session. And the top two, we used to score it. And, and these, these two, Black and Stevenson, were in the top three or four every, every week. You know, it was their fitness levels for the gym. Even when you see, you know, there was not a stitch on them. They were really, they weren't the biggest. I don't know, Titchy was, what, 5'7"? Stevie was probably 5'8". But there wasn't an ounce of fat on them. They were naturally fit guys. And um, But no, just, and great guys too. Good guys to have in the change room. Good team players. Um, but the way they conducted them, themselves was superb. Yeah. And Barry Wilson as well. I mean, one of the things I always think about him is that he's a player who, he seemed to develop his game, you know, amazingly in his time with Cali Thistle. I mean, in 96-97, remember, you know, that season, he was obviously a really vital player for us. But also remember being, you know, very, very direct, very much reliant on his pace. And it's almost like after about an hour, he looked knackered. But later on, he seemed to be a much more sort of rounded player and he was able to play, like, right across the, the front four yeah. and that sort of stuff, you know. So I don't know if that yeah. speaks a lot about his game intelligence or, or what. It does. Oh, he knows the game. Barry knows the game. And when I got involved in the coaching when I was manager, he was like, I know he still played, but I let him take little parts of the session because he was doing his introductory badges at SFA at the time. And he was good and he enjoyed yeah. it. And, the, you know, the players respected what he did. And obviously he's coaching at the club at the moment. Um, but no, he, I think that's one thing. When I looked at my team manager, actually, it's funny because I talk a lot about it. And I don't think it's said enough in this country is that we don't talk about game intelligence enough in our players. You know, I mean, I'm a great believer. If you've got 10 good outfield football players in the park, then great, you've got a good chance. You know, we talk about boys having to crash into tackles, but you don't need that. You know, I mean, I watch the Spanish football on the telly a lot, and, and often you see these guys go to ground, and they were the best team for a decade. So, um, But Barry did have good game intelligence. And as you say, I remember, um, well, the night with the super ballistic night, he played in number 10 role that night um, because I knew fairly Patterson knew he could do it and also when I was manager when Dargo and Winus were both injured um, I quite often played Graham Bain up top because nobody else Dargs and Dennis were both injured just get shoulders and I played Barry in behind him because yeah. I knew Barry understood the game and could play that position Okay so um, for your front two you've got a lot of quality to choose from obviously um, I can think of maybe five or six names that could get in there quite easily. Um, and I can't really make up my mind which two you're going to go for, so uh, I'm going to put us out of our misery. Ah, well, my number 10, I'm, I was always going to play, being a number so I like to think I was number 10 most of my career, my, certainly my preferred position. I've gone for Dennis Wynas. Um, you know, I, I was a, he was a stick-on for me. I think anybody knows. Um, when I was picking the team, they knew that Dennis would play. Um, just a great guy to play with, phenomenal goal scorer. Um, you know, really quiet as you'll know, Andrew. You know, he's one of these guys who would sneak out the back door rather than speak to the press after scoring a hat trick. Whereas, whereas Barry would be waiting for the press. You know, so. Uh, um, but Dennis, great guy, great player, um, just um, uh, you know, great touch. I remember playing with him at front a game at St Mirren. We beat we beat them four 0 and uh, I think they had a German centre half they just signed from. He played. I think he'd actually played for some team in the Bundesliga guy. And St. Mirren had talked all week about they got this new centre-half. Oh, my word. Dennis actually tore him. And that famous drag that we used to um, we used to all go on about. Because I used to line up against him in small side of games at training, Andrew, and he'd square you up as if he was going to do that drag. And he used to just look at him and say, don't bother, Dennis. 
because <laughs> you know he would make a fool of you, you know. Um, and it's funny, Andrew, because it's actually one of the things the young fella practiced as a young age. I mean, Dennis was probably one of Ryan's favorite players at a very young age. And I even remember Ryan the guard and practicing, Dad, how did you do that? And I'd go, listen, you're asking the wrong guy here, you know. But, uh, but no, a great guy. And you look at his goal scoring record too, is phenomenal, Andrew. You know, either, you know, I know, I know he played a lot as number nine for us. Even when he played slightly deeper, as I say, the, the, I brought him into the team when I was managing. He wasn't actually getting a game at the time. Yeah. Sure. Drew left and then I played Darg right up on the shoulder and played Dennis. And he just he couldn't stop scoring. He was scoring for fun initially. So, you know, he, he was a stick on for, for that um, to play in the hole for me. Um, and then in front of Dennis, I've got, as you say, the choice was phenomenal. You know, I, I just, I've been fortunate enough to play with so many good centre forwards, but I've gone for Billy Urquhart. Um, you know, I, again, Billy, I probably didn't play with Billy when he was at his very best. Well, I played a few games in the early 80s with him, but, um, you know, he's another one. He's along the same lines as Milroy, Black, Stevenson. He just, he contributed so much to football in the Highlands. Um, uh, he went down and got his chance at Rangers. And, and you know, people don't realise he made, he was relatively successful for a period at Rangers, you know, and, and he did very well. Um, but, and then went down to Wigan and then came back up the road and, and uh, but a phenomenal player and great character, a real professional. When you think of the Highland League was non-league at that time and I said before, Cali were a well-run club. Billy just personified everything that's good about Caledonian Football Club is, his will to win was phenomenal. You know, a good touch, you know, very good touch. Great with his back to goal. You know, I always think when you play with a number nine and you're playing in midfield, the ball goes up to him. The first thing you want is for it to stick. You know, they don't, you don't want him. And he was great at that. He could play off him, bump one-twos off him, make runs off him because you knew he wouldn't lose it cheap. Um, great in the air. You know, very good in the air. He scored a lot of goals from, you know, we, we planned a lot of our set plays around Billy at Cali, him and Hurcher were a big asset. Um, but no, and a great guy. He, you know, um, he was good in the change room, great in the bus, both two games and away games. He would he would talk to boys and um, in the way back, he was great character. Of course, high league days, boys would have a beard on the way home. They were, they were non-league part-time players and Billy was just, he would get the Elvis songs going and he, he liked to think he was a bit of a crooner. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, great guy. And, uh, it was quite easy when I thought about it and I looked at some of the players, you know, Paul Ritchie and Stuart, you know, some great guys we've had. And it's a position I think Cali Thistle would have been spoiled under over the years, isn't yeah. it? You know, yeah, um, uh, with goal scoring stars. But, you know, Billy, yeah. When I, when I, more, I, and also I thought it's actually a good balance. I could see him playing with Winus, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I could honestly see, you know, Billy would do a lot of the, the physical, take a lot of the physicality off Dennis and allow Dennis space to play. So, yeah, Billy and Dennis get my nod as my front too. Yeah, I was interested. It's really interesting to hear you talk about him because I don't have that much of a sense of him as a player, having not been a, a Cali supporter. And, you know, he only played very a couple of games, I think, for Cali Thistle. But, um, so I was something that's been a big a big kind of target man. But actually, the way you're talking about him with his back to goal and his ability to have a good first touch and all that, um, it does sound like he'd combine really well with Dennis. You know, they'd be able yeah, to... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're right. A lot of people do think him as a big, but he had so much more to his game. I mean, yeah. it was good because if you got too close to Billy, he was brilliant at rolling you. Right. You know, he could use his strength. And, and again, I'll say, Andrew, that people forget you don't get signed for a, a right good fee from Highland League to sign for Glasgow Rangers unless you've got a lot yeah. about you. You know, so that that speaks volumes and, and credit to the guy. Um, and, and it's good now. I see Billy's out on his bike. He's, 
He's out of a fit. He's been an ever-present at Caledonia Stadium yeah. since, 90, since 94 at Telford Street. He's, he's been there season tip right way through. You know, he loved, I love talking about the club, the ups and downs, and he takes an interest in the club and always wants to see us doing well, which is great. Yeah, that's brilliant to hear. So that's the first 11 of Jimmy Calder, and then your back four of Ross Topley, Bobby Mann, Mike Andrew, and Alan Stevenson. And uh, a midfield of Barry Robson, Alan Hertzscher, Alistair Black on the right, Barry Wilson on the left, and Dennis Blinus and Billy Urquhart up front. Uh, so got a bench of five, I believe. So who have you, who have you gone for for yourselves? Yeah, well, the subs, uh, the first two were easy to be on. Well, for the, Wilson Robertson, I couldn't leave Wilson out. He was, again, not a guy that played a huge amount for Cali Thistle, although he scored on a, our first ever derby win, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but great player, great. And, and as a wide left man, you know, um, I did think one stage, Andrew, of, of thinking would, would I play Barry in the right and put Wilson in on the left, but I just mm-hmm. couldn't leave Titchy out. So but Wilson would be, you know, a, a great guy, I think, to have on the bench because you imagine at Cali Stadium, I just wish Wilson had played there more because um, with, the, with the big open space, when the game opens up after an hour, Wilson would be absolutely mm-hmm. devastating, you know. Um Oh, many right backs have had sleepless nights because of Wilson Robertson, to be honest. Uh, next on the bench, I've gone for, I think I chose him in the last podcast with you guys uh, as the most underrated player, Roy McBain. And, and I must admit, when I, uh, Roy McBain and the next guy on the bench is Paul Sheeran. And I will speak to both in the same light. Super players. I'm actually quite amazed that I've put that in my best 11 that I've played with from the, this area and then they're not in the team. Because I hold them in such high regard, these two guys. Um, you know, dependable. When they're having bad games, they would still give you a six and a half out of ten. Yeah. They were that dependable. And, um, you know, goal, goal threat, especially Paul Sheeran. Um, just two good guys and, and really, really great guys in the change room. Really popular. Never give the coaches a manager a minute's hassle. Just got on with the job and played and trained to the best of their ability. And, you know, so so Roy and Paul, next to them, I think probably be a wee bit surprising to some Cali Thistle fans that he's not in my starting eleven. Is Ian Stewart, mm-hmm. um, again for the wee man's goal scoring exploits in their early days. Um, you know, we paid good money to Lossie. I think it was thirty grand. Um, we paid Lossie for wee Stewart, which when you think in those days was quite a significant outlay. Um, but by my word, did he pay pay back every penny of it and. When I see some of these dinked finishers, Andrew, I just, you know, I've, I've been watching some of the the highlights on YouTube. Of, I don't know who posts them, but they're absolutely superb. I'm yeah. sitting there at night with so a glass of wine watching them, and you see some of the wee man's finishes. It's a different class. He's one of these guys, when he's through with the goalkeeper to beat, he actually knew he was scoring. You, you had yeah. no doubt about it, you know. And um, I, I actually played up top with him at one stage because that was the front two was me and Stuart. Hardly the, hardly the biggest, most powerful front two you'll come up against, but... You know, good guy to play with. So, Lee Stewart has made the bench as well. And last on the bench, but not least, is good pal of mine. I've known him since I was 19 years old, Mike Noble. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned him, Andrew's a potential starter, because you're right. Um, great guy. Great, great player. Um, and had significant injuries, actually, Mikey, over the years. You know, he had a real problem for many years with his shoulder. It kept dislocating. I'd actually played with him a few occasions where... He dislocated it in the park, went off at the side and got a push back into place, came back on. And I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, you know, oh. But he ended up getting the operation to repair it. I think similar to what Dennis got done actually years later 
but a great guy and good good player, captain in the club for you know, captain when we won the third division. Um good guy having the change room, kept things calm, um always um sort of put over the player's point of view to the manager and the board in a very calm and professional manner. Um but but a great guy, really good guy. Inverness lad, um, as I say, I played against him. He was with, I think, uh, Crown Albion in the Street League. I think he was nine, ten years old, same as myself. We played at a very young age together. Um, I, I, sorry, against each other. And I remember then, he, you know, you played Inverness under 13 selects. Mikey was always in it. And, you know, but, you know, so Mike, as I say, had it not been for the quality of Bobby Mann, he would be very close to, to starting the game. But it, without a doubt, he deserves to be in my squad. Yeah, I wondered if he was one of the players that you've spoken before about, you know, Highland League players that could have held their own in the sort of upper reaches of the Scottish League system. And if Mike had been a bit younger and a bit luckier with, you know, with his fitness or his, his, his injury record, was he one of those players, you think, that could have gone on and played Yeah, yeah. It's funny, Andrew, I sound like a stuck record sometimes, a broken record a wee bit when I do go on about that. And it's funny because my dad, my dad's passed away many years ago. He played with this over years. My dad used to, I remember as a youngster, my dad used to go on about some of the Thistle players, the Highland League players in the 50s and 60s that he played with and against. You know, he'd gone about the great Elgin team in the late 50s and uh, how many of them could have. And, uh, and I sound a bit, I feel I sound a bit like that when I say it now, but just the, the chance wasn't afforded to these guys um, at that time. And I say, you know, again, Mike was a, a bit like me. He was a fair age, we were a similar age. Mike would have been 28 when we first got into leagues in 94. Um, and as you rightly say, he wasn't, um, the fittest. It was more through injury because he was fit as a youngster, Mikey, mm-hmm. but he'd had a few injury problems and that caught up with him really over time. But um, again, you know, you imagine him going up to an, into an academy, professional academy set up at the age of maybe 11 or 12 mm-hmm. and playing, you know, getting three nights a week training, good facilities by qualified coaches. And then, you know, he would have been an absolute star along with, you know, dare I say it, the other boys I mentioned in the squad that, that um, only ever played Highland League. Yeah, uh, that's that's some bench you've got there. Robertson, Roy McBain, Paul Sheeran, Ian Stewart, Mike Noble. So just one last question really in relation to this. In a competitive match between your first 11 and the Cali Thistle team that lifted the Scottish Cup, which would win and why? Oh, golly, Andrew, fair play. <laughs> you never asked that to Ryan, by the way. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's a good question. I mean, I'm biased. I, mean, I'm, I am quite aware that the team I put out in paper is extremely attacking. Mm. You know, I'd imagine you could you'd argue would be picked off in a counter-attack. But I just, when we had the ball, it would be very difficult to get the ball off us. You know, Titchie Black, Barry Wilson, Alan Stevenson, they could, these guys could keep the ball for fun. Um, so, I, you know, I, I would tempt, I mean, Scottish Cup winning team are legends, but I would be tempted to go, I, I'd love to see Wynas and Urquhart for... That, you know, big Gaz. No, oh, sorry, Gaz didn't play in the final, of course. But yeah, up against our, Danny Devine. Uh, Danny and Josh, I think we would have had their hands full with that too. So yeah. it would be a, it would be a match I'd love to have seen. You know, and the good thing is, you know, when you're looking at both teams, you know, the Cali Thistle won the cap and the team I've picked. The park would be full of flair players. You know, yeah. full of real football players that get the ball down and want to play. And good because it's funny I played. Um, you know, I, I played with Ryan once in a, a game. It was actually somebody put it up on the website for Father's Day, which I thought was very nice. I'd forgotten totally about the game. It was one of these sort of fun games we'd had, charity games. I remember Ryan was about 15, 16 at the time. And I remember giving him a ball game for not controlling the ball, actually. But, you know, and I look back at the Scottish Cup winning team 
you actually think how attack-minded that team were, the Cali Thistle team that day. Yeah. You know, when I, I look back at the team, I think, my word, we had a lot of players that like to play in the front foot as well, you know. So it would certainly be a game that I think would draw the crowds and, as I say, part would be full of good football players, that's for sure. Yeah. The turn or the sort of tipping point would probably be Carlo getting them um, sent off for booting pitch black up in the air. You well, know? that's that. I, I wouldn't. Carlo would have his hands full keeping a hold of Titchy, uh-huh. to be honest. You know, so. Uh, but, but no, ah, great, great memories. And um, you forget though sometimes, Andy, don't we? We forget the quality that we've had at the club. We really do. You know, I keep saying that we take so much for granted about what the club's done in 25 years. I look. I've listened to people on podcasts um, lately from lower league clubs talking about why reconstruction shouldn't go ahead, you know, and these clubs, they never, these clubs haven't been out of the third or second division and they're telling the rest of Scottish football what we should be doing. I find it, I find it laughable to be honest, you know, whereas I look at us at Cali Thistle and the way we, we sort of steamroller through the leagues and the players we had, as I say, the clips I've watched on YouTube lately, I watched one two nights ago, we beat Airdrie at home 4-0 and I looked at the team and then we, we battered air at home 7-3. Two, there was two I watched the other Saturday night, I think I watched them. And I'm looking at the quality of the side, you know. Zaus had boys you don't even mention. Barry Robson was flying, Paul Sheeran was flying. And I thought, you absolutely forget the quality we had about that period. Okay, well, Charlie, many, many thanks again for your time. Um, you know, you've been on before and really enjoyed it. And um, kind of fascinating first 11 that it didn't kind of, a few surprises in there, you know, I've been writing down various names and there's still a few you took me by surprise with, so um, it's great to hear. Uh, and take care and hopefully we'll see you in October, if not before. Brilliant, Andrew. Cheers, Pat. Yep, yep.